You're listening to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode 19. Man, I love that music. I could listen to 30 minutes of that. Why don't I just do an episode down the road where you just hear that music for 30 minutes? That would be motivating. Uh, But I hope my voice and I hope the topic and I hope the content we're sharing is a little bit more motivating than that music. But uh, we're talking about drop the weight. And sometimes it's like, oh man, do we have to go there? Yeah, we do. We have to go there. Because you went there. I went there. We started packing on weights that we don't need in our life. Again, I'm not talking about physical weight. That's another subject, and I'm sure some of you are already addressing that right now post-quarantine. Actually, not post-quarantine. Like, we're right in smack dab in the middle of it. And uh, if some of you keep going in the way that you're going physically, the way I'm going, man, we'll be beyond the point of no return. So let's turn back around. But I'm not talking about the gym. I'm not talking about working out. We'll, We'll do that, I'm sure. I'm talking about the things that are holding us down, pushing us down, keeping us back from fulfilling all that God has purposed in our life from day one. God had a plan for you. He had a plan for me before the world began. And so we're going to fulfill it. But in order to do that, we got to drop the weight. So I shared a scripture at the top last week. And again, this is part two of drop the weight. You're listening to live 360 with Tony Sutherland. And by the way, please subscribe to this channel. And get others to subscribe. I need a street team out there. I'm doing this without a social media team. I'm doing this mano y mano, you and me. And I could really use your help to get the word out. Other people need freedom in their life. And that's what we're doing on Live360 is trying to help people discover how to have peace and joy in every area of their life through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're talking today about dropping some weight, not talking about sin issues as much. That's not the topic of this couple of episodes. This topic is about letting go of the things that are holding you down that may not necessarily be sin, but they're weights. They're keeping you from doing all you can do and be all you can be for Jesus. Hebrews 12, chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So we were talking about this bench press with these bars and this weight on it. And we had removed the small plates on the outside. We took those off. Those weights were distraction and a bad attitude. Lightweights, but they can become heavyweights over time. So we're just removing them from the outside of the bar and we're setting them down on the ground and we're stepping on them. We're not putting them back on the bar. We're not going to allow distraction and bad attitudes to weigh us down. And then we moved a little farther into the more moderate weights. Those were the light weights. Now we're moving into the moderate weights. And one of those weights we ended with last episode was anger. It's the 10-pound weight. It's a little bit heavier. Now, of course, you, you and I both know it's heavier than 10 pounds. Weights can feel like 1,000 pounds on us. But for the sake of the illustration, it's, 
you know, those lightweights of distraction and bad attitude, those are a little easier to set down. But as you move in, you've been carrying things for so long, that bad attitude, that resentment and that hurt and that bitterness, it's turned into full-blown anger and you can't deal with it as easy. But it's still at a stage where, you know, if you do it now, you're not, you're, you're not going to have to get anger management classes and real counseling and real therapy. By the way, I'm not a marriage uh, therapist, a relational therapist. I'm not a mental health expert. I'm a preacher of the gospel. And so I can only coach you so far. Some of you need some real help out there. You're just angry and at war all the time. You're, you're upset, you're depressed and you need help. And I can help you a little bit, but some of you need professional help. So don't let this podcast replace you getting the real help you need. Let it be a motivator. Let it inspire you. But again, you know, I'm, I'm not a certified Christian counselor. I just know the counselor. I know the Prince of Peace and his name is Jesus and he can help you. But you also need to reach out to some people if you're just overcome with constant anger and bitterness and rage. You don't want that. But I'm talking about getting rid of the anger. We talked a little bit about that last week. So now let's move to the other side of the bar and let's take off the next 10 pound weight on the other side, the weight of disappointment. So we're holding that 10 pounds of disappointment in our hand, a little bit bigger of a weight, more of the moderate weight. And disappointment, man, that's a rough one. I've been disappointed so many times, disillusioned by people that I held in high regard, let me down. I've disappointed myself. I've walked in disappointment for seasons in my life. And it just was doing me no good. I can tell you disappointment held on to too long is like being dissed from your appointment. Dissed is a, a, an old hip hop term, which means being separated from. Man, you dissed me, man. You let me down. Man, you, you, you gave me this impression that you were going to come through and you let me down being dissed. Well, disappointment is being dissed from your appointment. If disappointment remains on that bar too long, if you hold on to disappointment, man, I've been disappointed, missed opportunities. You know, I've back in my earlier days, I was a songwriter and I got songs rejected all the time by publishing companies and, and I didn't get the job and I didn't get the position and I didn't get the spot on the program and I didn't get selected for this and that and carried disappointment. And then it turned into bitterness and anger toward others. I thought it was their fault. I didn't get in, man. I've had so many opportunities for songs to get cut in the business and some guy in the publishing department, you know, I called him the guy with the pencil. The guy with the pencil checked me off. And so now I'm mad at the guy with the pencil and I'm mad at this person because disappointment. And you know what, guys, nothing can separate you from God and nothing can separate you from his appointment. If he's called you to something and he set it in motion, God is the one that will make it happen. The Bible says that if God called you, he is faithful to bring it to pass. You got to let it go, guys. You got to move forward. You know, Samuel was very upset that God told him that Saul could no longer be king. And man, it broke Samuel's heart. Samuel had an affinity to young Saul and he had a special place in his heart. And Saul's dismissal from leadership was a painful, epic moment. And, 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 you know, they were walking through the, the military camp and 
Saul was like, can you just walk with me and just don't let me lose face in front of my army? And Samuel ran it, ran his garment. He ripped it and he says, it's over. And it broke his heart and he was in a season of mourning and God spoke to, Saul, spoke to Samuel and said, how long are you going to keep crying over Saul? It's time to take a shower. Like James Ingram said back in the, in the day, you got to wise up, wake up, put on some makeup. You better try your love again. You know how he sings. <laughs> but that's how we got to do. We got to stop being disappointed. Wash your face. Remember when David committed this horrible sin of murdering a woman's husband so he could go to bed with her and he lost a lot. It was a tragic season in David's life, but after a while he had to wash his face and move forward because disappointment can turn into broken appointments. You can literally fall short of your goal if you yourself don't let go of disappointment. It's not others that are holding you back. It's not the people that you can't control. It's the things that you can control that are holding you back. Disappointment. God doesn't want you to miss the assignment and overlook it and miss. Guys, I've missed some opportunities because of some bitterness and unforgiveness in my life. Some things passed me by. Now, it's not the end of my journey. God is still got great things for me and my ultimate assignment is not canceled, but there were some seasons in my life because of disappointment and, and, and bitterness against other people that I, I just stopped. I stopped pursuing. I kind of sat in the corner and stuck my thumb in this pie, like the nursery rhyme stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum. That's, that was me for a while. And I just decided that I don't want to waste no more time in my life. I don't want any more weights on me. So I'm, I'm doing that inventory. Is there any disappointment in your life? Are you disappointed with anybody? Are you disappointed in your own failure? Are you disappointed in making a bad decision? Are you disappointed? Man, it's just time. It's not what you did. It's what you're going to do. It's not what I shouldn't have done. It's what I'm going to do. That's where we got to be right now. It's time to don't pick up the pieces. People say, well, I just going to pick up these pieces and move forward. No, you don't. You're going to leave those pieces on the ground because it's broken. It has no more value. It's over. Relationships, ministry assignments, jobs that you've been fired from or either quit. And maybe you quit for a bad reason. Maybe you let your flesh get in the way and you you, you cut the ties yourself and you burn the bridges. Guys, I want to encourage you, don't burn bridges. Just don't burn them. You don't have to cross them for a while. Just don't burn them. Because if you burn them, there may come a season where you have to cross that bridge and it won't be there. Don't burn bridges. Don't dismiss relationships out of anger and hatred and tell people never again. Don't ever say never again to somebody. Give, the, give people the same grace that God gave you. Dismiss yourself for a while. It's all right to dismiss. It's all right to separate yourself, but don't let a disappointment break the ties with people that could be a blessing to you later on. Don't burn bridges. You might need to cross them someday. So let's lay down disappointment. Take that 10 pound weight of disappointment and drop it. I'm going to do my sound effect. Kablunk. It hit a hollow wood floor. Kablunk. It's what it's it's you know, rotating until it, put your foot on it. Don't put it back on the bar. Now look at the bar. Now you've got the two lightweights on the outside 
of, di- of distraction and bad attitude. Those are off. Now you've got the, the weight of anger and disappointment off. Now you got two more weights on each side and we're going to talk about those right now. All right. So we're moving in on the bar a little bit. We got two weights on each side. Now these are the heavy weights. So we, we moved from the light weights on the outside. Then we moved into moderate weights. Now we're on the heavy weights. These are the 25 pound discs on each side, if you can picture it that way. So let's slip over there and let's slip that 25 pound weight off. Don't set it down yet, but hold on to it. That's getting pretty heavy. Think if you had to just walk around with that. Now, let me just back up just a little bit. Let's go back to that outside weight, the the weight of distraction, a little five pound weight. People say, oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Try throwing it at somebody and see if they'll catch it or throw it at somebody and let it hit them. That little five pound weight can hurt if you were to toss it at somebody. That'll let you know how heavy of a weight you're carrying. Take this 25 pound weight and carry it around for about 15 minutes. You're going to want to set it down after a while because it really, it becomes painful to carry heavy weights. Drop it on your toe. See if it hurts. Of course it's going to hurt because it's heavy. So what is one of those heavy weights that we're holding right now? Well, it's toxic relationships, bad relationships, bad friendships, poisonous. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 that bad company corrupts good morals. I shared this scripture with you earlier, Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk with ungodly people or stands with sinners or sits with scornful people. What are those things? Well, the Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I tell married couples all the time, if you're struggling in your marriage, if you're struggling in your marriage, don't have a friend on the side that's been divorced and is still bitter. That won't help you. They're like, man, I wouldn't be married to no man and I I would cut him off right now. Of course, because they still haven't forgiven the people that hurt them. So they're going to spew that poison into you. Don't counsel ungodly people. It's okay to get some self-help from some books out there and some help from, you know, mental health experts. But ultimately, you got to connect yourself to people that are connected to Jesus who have the answer. That's why I suggest Christian counseling for people because they're not just counseling, but they're also relaying information from the counselor. But you can't get counsel from ungodly people. You can get some advice and consider it, I mean, not everybody that's not a Christian, you know, there's people that are teaching in universities that understand their topic. There's truth. I mean, God's truth is being revealed all the time through some people who aren't Christians because they have that grace in their life that God has given them. I'm not talking about being a Christian, but they have, it's called common grace. It's a, it's a theological term that means that just because someone isn't saved doesn't mean he doesn't have some concept of truth that he might share with you. You know, doctors, they have common grace. God's given them grace to understand the physical body and how it works. I've gone to doctors a lot that aren't Christians. They don't proclaim to know Jesus, but they have what they call common grace. They're administering something that only comes from the supernatural 
and God has given them wisdom and, 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 you know, the body is working the way that it works because God has deemed it that way. So they're carrying a common grace that's common to us all, but you still can't get counsel from ungodly people, people whose minds have not been regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Then it says, don't stand in the way of sinners. And I like the way it says stand, because that means having even a standing relationship, just hanging out. And because if you hang out with people that aren't Christians after a while, they're going to start influencing you in the way that you think they're going to say things and do things. And so you can love people, but you don't have to uh, to be their best friend and you don't have to hang out with them all the time. You can love people and be courteous to people. But I, when I talk to young people, I tell them, don't even just stand around with sinful people because they're not in your tribe. And if you hang out with a certain tribe, you're going to pick up on their vibe and you don't want that to happen. And then the Bible says, don't sit with the scornful. That means don't have intimate relationships with people that are scornful, that are bitter, that were hurt church people that got hurt, you know, they need to heal. Don't hang around people 24 seven who haven't been healed yet. If you haven't got the intention to be a light and to encourage them and to lead them toward forgiveness, then you don't have any business hanging around them. So don't fool yourself. I tell people all the time, tell young, young people who are dating, don't take the stand that, well, he's not saved, but I want to be a light and I can hang around him and, and, and I want to lead him to Jesus. No, it's not. You're, you're, you want to hang around that person because your heart is attached to them and you're starting to get into what I call a soul tie. Don't let that happen. Because if you have a sitting relationship, a intimate relationship with scornful, bitter people, it will toxify yourself. It will poison you. You got to get out of these relationships that are, that are keeping you down. Now, now remember, not everybody who has something bad to say is, is an enemy or is a bad friend. You know, real friends will tell you, I said this in an episode a little while back, real friends will tell you what makes you better. Good friends tell you what makes you happy. You know, we all have those good friends in our life that make us happy, but we do need real friends. And sometimes a real friend will tell you something you don't want to hear. That doesn't make them a toxic person or a poisonous person. It makes them honest. We need to be surrounded with accountability and honest people that can help us see the sides of our life that we don't see, our blind spots, your parents who love you, ministers and counselors and preachers and teachers and people that are in your life are there to help you. They may not always have the best advice, but their advice is good. It's, it's for your good. You know, you don't want to just be around people that tell you what you want to hear. But when you have a person in your life that is constantly leading you down the wrong pathway, if you've got a critic in your life that is not for you and that critic is constantly against you and that critic is always trying to find the bad in you and, and doesn't see the good in you, you don't want to be around them. You do want to be around people that celebrate you and push you on and encourage you in your dreams and encourage you in your pursuits. Because there's people out there that are so insecure that when you get around them, they're going to find everything negative they can about you because they feel bad in your presence. So they got to make themselves feel good about themselves. And so they'll spread lies about you and they'll, um, uh, they'll, say things to others that will ruin your reputation. You need to get out of those toxic relationships. If listen, I tell, I tell couples this all the time. You need to date somebody 
who loves going on long romantic walks down to the altar. Can I get an a can I get an amen from somebody? You need to be with people that have your same steady faith in Jesus. Come on, this is just common sense. So this is a heavy weight if you're in the wrong relationships. And you know why this is a heavier weight? It's a heavier weight because it's a living person. It's not like a distraction that's not a person or a bad attitude that's a non-person or anger that's a non-person or a disappointment. This is an actual person that has a mind of their own that makes decisions with your life. So sometimes those weights are heavy because we can't cut them off. I remember praying for a girl one time at the altar. She came down and she wanted prayer. She was in tears. She was distraught. And I was ministering to people after I had preached. I was just talking with people and counseling them and praying with them. And these, uh, these teens brought a girl over to in my direction and said, you need to pray with her. She's really, really struggling. And I said, what's the matter? She says, I'm in a relationship that I need to get out of. This was a young adult girl. And I said, well, what's the problem? And she says, I just can't cut it off. It's too hard for me. It's too strong for me. And, and I know it's not right and I need to cut it off. And I said, well, well, let's just pray right now. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I break this soul tie. And she interrupted me. She said, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. I said, why not? She said, he's married. He's married. Oh my God, I can't let him go. Do you understand that sometimes you can tie yourself to a relationship and it just weighs you down to where you've become dependent on it so much that even though you know it's wrong, you can't let it go. It's time, especially now. I don't care where you're at. If you know it's a toxic, poisonous relationship, if you know that it's bad company that's corrupting your good morals, if you're around immoral people, ungodly people, sinful people, bitter people, unforgiving people, you need to let it go. You need to plop it down on the ground, kapunk, and let that thing settle and step on it and never pick it up again. Hey guys, before we continue, just want to take a moment to remind you and ask you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. And uh, also share it with one or two other people who need to hear what you've heard today. We hope this has been a blessing and encouraged you. We're continuing and finishing off our two-part series on Drop the Weights. Um, Jesus wants you to run this race with a lighter load. He wants you to run it with joy. So let's find out how we can do that in the second half of part two of Drop the Weights. All right, let's slide over to the other side of the bar, the bench that we're looking at here. So we slid that 25-pound weight. That's how we're visualizing these weights. Now we're slipping off the other side, and it's a 25-pound weight. It's heavy. It's heavy. Hold on to that thing for a minute. You know it's heavy. If you carry that around for even 30 minutes, you're going to start to feel the impact. Let's let's look back over the other weights real quick, the, 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 the weight of distraction, the little five-pounder. Hold on to that for a second. Look at that little five pounder weight of bad attitudes. Hold on to that. Now you got 10 pounds, one five pound in each hand. Now you got anger, the 10 pounder and the disappointment, another 10 pounder. It's starting to get heavy. Now you've got that toxic relationship we just talked about, that 25 pounder. So you're going five, 10, 25 in one hand, five, 10. Now let's slide that other 25 pounder off of bad habits. Hold that in your hand. Now think about how heavy that would be 
if you were carrying it all at the same time, and many people are carrying that all at the same time, they're burying the hev- they're burying the heavy weight of all of that. We've been setting it down as we go, but some people carry that around all at once, and bad habits are not good. That's why they call them bad habits. Now, I don't have to name them. I'm not going to name them and call them out one by one. You know what they are. I don't have to say this. Unfortunately, I do have to say this because some people just don't realize that they're being dishonest with themselves. They know it's a bad habit, but they're being dishonest. They're saying this isn't really a big deal, but it is. Things that are sending you on a path of self-destruction. Some things just aren't worth surrendering your life to. You know what it is, and I know what it is. And you know the things that are destroying your body physically, mentally, emotionally, bad habits. Things that you do over time that get worse and get worse and get worse. Nobody looks in the mirror after they become really, really heavy or overweight and think, how did I get here? They know how they got there. People who end up with, you know, lung cancer. You watch those commercials with the people with the tracheotomies, the little things that they have to talk through their throat. I watched a commercial the other day where a woman started, she was a beautiful woman. They showed earlier pictures of her young adulthood and and then she looked like a completely different person. It was devastating. And the commercial says she died two days after that commercial. It's horrible. Things that people are doing to their lives that they know are bad habits. And it's not just holding them down. It's killing them. Things that we do, our eating habits, our sleep habits. Some people are struggling with inattentive blindness. Inattentive blindness is when you're driving down the road and you miss something because you're your brain temporarily went to sleep. See, if you lose sleep in your life, the sleep thief will come along and steal it from you when you least expect it. They say that people that don't have good sleep habits make 10 times more bad decisions on a daily basis because their mind is not alert. Our body processes calories and burns fat better when we sleep. When you're filling your body with all kinds of junk, and fattening foods and chemically harmful, destructive things in some of these things that we're eating, processed foods. I'm not preaching this, guys. I'm just saying we know what bad habits are. I don't want to beat this drum too loud here, but I want to beat it just loud enough to where, you remember that game we used to play hot and cold when someone would come in a room and you've hidden something under the couch or somewhere in the room and they get closer to it and you go boom, 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 boom. And you start clapping or pounding a little bit louder. If, if you could picture me playing that game with you right now, you've walked into the room and you're headed toward that thing that you know is a bad habit. I want to beat the drum just a little bit louder as you get closer to it to say, no, don't do it. Stop get help, get accountability, pray, ask the Lord to help you with self-discipline. I know people that their sleep habits, come on, man, guys, 
you know, when I was in school, I slept in. When I was in college, I slept in. But there comes a time in your life, the Bible says you have to put away childish things when you mature as an adult. And 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 the more you grow into adulthood, you got to start picking up good habits. Don't just replace, don't just set a bad habit down, but put a good habit on. It'll help you lighten the load. So let's take that 25 pound visual of that heavy weight of bad habits and let's just set it down. Maybe you're saying, well, now nah, I don't know if I can. I want you to try just mentally just setting it down. Like maybe if you're driving or if you're standing somewhere listening to this with headphones, or you're sitting, just hold your hands out with that weight and just put it down. Just picture yourself dropping it initially. Don't worry about, will I pick it back up? I want you to at least start by considering to set it on the ground and step back from it and say, do I need that in my life? Visualize that. Do I need smoking in my life? Visualize, do I need overeating or eating the wrong things in my life? Stand back and say, do I need my sleep habits currently in my life? Are they helping me? Do I, do I, do I continually do things that are just bad habits? Step back from it and say, do I need that in my life? Some people don't even start there. They don't even, they don't even take the time to ask themselves this question. But if you stand back and you ask yourself the question, I really believe it will be the start of you setting aside every weight that so easily ensnares you so that you can run the race with passion, with energy, with focus, with determination. Get rid of the bad habits. I don't need to say anything more about it. Set that weight down, step on it, and let's move on to the super heavyweights. So now on each side of the bar, you have these two 45-pounders. Those were the far inside weights. And typically in life, that's the last thing to be dealt with anyway. You, you know, if you, can, if you can't get rid of the little weights along the way, those big weights are going to stay in place. You got to get rid of those outside weights, the ones that are a little easier to remove and work your way in. And these two super heavyweights are fear on one side, insecurity on other, on the other side. Fear and insecurity. Boy, wouldn't it be great if we could just get rid of fear? You know, the problem is a lot of people can't get rid of distraction. So the fear stays there until the distraction goes away. Because even distractions will keep us distracted from the thing that's causing fear. So we need to get rid of the little weights and work our way in. Now, remember, this isn't something that God said for you to ask him to do. The, the word is for you. Lay aside. You lay aside. You put it in your hand and set it down. You lay it down. You stop. You quit. You make the decision. And you're saying, well, I, I just can't do it. I need Jesus to do it. No, you need Jesus to give you the power to do it. And guess what? He has already given you the power to do it. He's given you the power to do it. Psalms 27, as a man thinks in his heart, if you think you can't do it, then you can't do it. Listen, right now, some of you are struggling with fear and that's a whole nother topic, but I want to tell you what right now, the biggest fear we have is that Jesus isn't there with us. Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's probably the biggest fear that Christians have, that Jesus has abandoned them. They're, they're like a toddler running around in the mall going, where's daddy? Where's daddy? Where's daddy? And it shows up in our worship songs. Oh God, I'm desperate for you. Oh Jesus, I need you. 
Guys, he's right there. He's never left. He's right there. Satan has, has lied to you and told you that Jesus left you, especially in your worst moment. Well, I really failed God. Jesus left. No, he never left. And you never left him. You cannot be separated from the love of Christ. It's impossible. You cannot separate yourself from it. He goes with you no matter where you, he is with you. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He's right with you. Stop being afraid. Jesus said, fear not more than any phrase in the New Testament. He said, you don't have to be afraid. It is I. Be of good cheer. Don't just not be afraid, but laugh and be happy and be full of cheer. I've not left you. I've not abandoned you. So many Christians with abandonment syndrome. He does not dismiss you. He's with you. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't have to be afraid. And insecurity, come on, guys. God loves you no matter what. You are enough. He is enough. He's big enough inside of you for whatever's in front of you. Let him feel your imagination. People say, well, Tony, if you preach that we're too secure in Christ, won't people go out and sin? Guys, sin is not birthed out of too much security. Sin is birthed out of insecurity. This is a weight. Insecurity is not a sin. It's a weight. And if you carry that 45-pound weight around of insecurity for too long, it weakens you. It causes you to stumble. It causes you to trip and fall. It's painful to carry the weight of fear and insecurity. You're, you're, you're good enough because Jesus is good enough in you. He's changed you. He's forgiven you. You're not a sinner. You're a saint. I love when you read the, when you read the epistles of Paul, he calls them saints. He says, to the saints who are at such and such a place, to the saints, dear saints. Now, don't you think some of those people in the church that he was calling saints were probably struggling with their sainthood? Yeah, we all wrestle with our sainthood, but we don't surrender it. You can't. You're forever a saint. But you don't need to be a saint carrying around the weight. You need to lay it down. You need to live like Christ has made you to live. All these little extra things that you're bearing and you're carrying. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, the the way becomes hard and sometimes life is challenging and sometimes our assignment is challenging and our job is challenging and sometimes we have challenges in our relationship, in our relationships. We all do. But carrying around those extra weights makes it even harder. Get rid of the weight. Lay aside every weight that so easily holds you back and let's run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of of our faith. Hey guys, thanks for listening today. That's all the time we've got. But you know what? This has been a special episode. We're learning how to drop the weights, let go of things that are holding us back and holding us down. God wants us to run the race with joy. He wants to lighten the load, not make it heavier. Jesus said, "Come to me, all ye that are carrying heavy weights, for my yoke 
is easy and my burden is light. And if this has blessed you today, if this has encouraged you, please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and share it with one or two other people that need to hear what you heard today. Hey man, I can't wait to share the next episode with you. It's going to be awesome. And until then, we'll see you. Oh, 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 o